Hey, podcast friends. If you love our podcast and want to help support us to continue making cool shit, consider joining our Patreon community. Get early access to each episode, a monthly hangout on Zoom, custom answers to your questions in exclusive Patreon videos, and much, much more. Head on over to patreon.com slash conversations with creators to become a patron today. Your support means the world to us. Now on to the episode. We do the two o'clock performance and then uh, this woman who played this like super duper frumpy character who's part of like this book club that's reading Fifty Shades of Grey, she gets sick and she's like, I have one more show in me. People had already started to come into the theater. We had just finished the two o'clock show, but like the audience was already outside and they're in the lobby getting drinks. And, you know, there are like bachelorette parties, of course. <laughs> yeah, of course. Fifty Shades musical parody. I bet those were wild um, audiences. <laughs> they really were. They really were. <laughs> the stage manager sort of pulls me aside and he says, can you go on for Pam? And there I am in like my sparkle bra. And I'm like, uh, no, I don't. I don't understudy that part. I can't do that. And he's like, but could you do it anyway? And I don't know why I'm, a, you know, was a terrible people pleaser, still am a little bit, but I said, yes. Nearly everyone will benefit from working out in a lot of ways, not just in yeah. their physical health, but also just in terms of their performance at work and their ability to kind of show up better and their relationships be more emotionally regulated. So, you know, a lot of people I work with, you know, fitness is a big part of it. Um, you know, work habits too, just instilling mm. those right habits. Um, you know, making sure you're kind of doing your hardest work first, that you have structure in your day. I work with a lot of entrepreneurs and small business owners um, who just sort of have these wishy-washy schedules. And it's very helpful to actually, you know, put structure into that. So the big question is this, how are creators like us who aren't built for the nine to five, for the people who put their passion before them being comfortable? How do we turn that passion into a living that pays the bills and a life that we love? that is the question, this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Noah Mittman, and welcome to Conversations with Creators. Welcome back to Conversations with Creators. I am Noah Mittman, your host, and uh, joining me today is somebody I've known a very, very long time. <laughs> back when I was a uh, curly-haired, probably pretty annoying teenager, uh, Casey Rogers from, I've known her from Belasco Theater Company way back in the day. Uh, Casey, thanks for, for being on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. <laughs> so yeah, um, we, let's see, I'm trying to think what the of the first or the last year that we were like doing shows together. It was probably 2006, five. Mm, I think even earlier. Oh, is it earlier than that? Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think uh, my last show with Belasco was like 2003 or four. Wow. So we old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are getting old. <laughs> um, so tell me about a little bit about your kind of journey from, you know, it's all kind of the, your life story, but like from kids theater with Belasco to kind of the trip to, so you're, you're, you've been a Broadway performer. Now you are a uh, health and fitness coach and uh, yeah. Tell me about that journey. Yeah. Um, well, I am an accountability coach now, so it yes. is it is health and fitness and, and also so much more. Uh, but yeah, it was a, a wild ride getting here. Definitely could not have predicted 
what I'm doing now. I don't even think it existed. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, you know, <laughs> could have predicted it. But yeah, so I uh, grew up doing theater. Um, the reason I did it is because I had an older cousin who was doing theater and she was like super cool and older. So I was like, well, I want to be super cool and older. So I guess I'll do theater <laughs> too. Um, so started doing Velasco at age five. That's a theater company. Wow. Um, and then, five. Yeah, I know I was the youngest Holy person in the company. Crap. Yeah, That's I wanted insane. to join even sooner, but um, Eddie, the director, uh, said you had to be five in order to participate. And I think he just kind of made that up on the fly, but I turned five <laughs> and I went up to him and I tapped him and I was like, Eddie, I'm five now, so can I do this? And he was like, I guess. Um, but yeah, so I, I just started when I was five and just never stopped and theater was always a part of my life um and then at some point you know in high school I started to get more serious about it and a little more focused and I decided I really want to turn this into a career um and so I went off to New York City in 2006 um went to NYU did their theater program Cap 21 um, which was their musical theater program at the time. I believe it no longer exists, but um, I was very excited about it back in 2006. Um, yeah, and uh, I was lucky enough to graduate with a job. This is kind of a whole crazy story how I got that. Maybe we'll shelf that for a second, but um, <laughs> but yeah, graduated with a job. Um, so I, I started in the national tour of Greece, um and I was on the road for three years and I just I gotta say of course forward. it was Greece of course <laughs> it's how many Greece. times did you do Greece in Velasco <laughs> oh my god I think in the course of my life I've been in Greece like seven to eight times <laughs> yeah 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 also like it prints money I, mean, I get it it prints money um I gotta be honest, I don't love Greece as a musical. I think the book is terrible. I mean, I guess the songs are good. I I don't know. Not my favorite, but you know, tis tis the I life of an actor. It. I just watched it the other night and it, it was like getting late, but I like I still know every single damn lyric to the hand drive. <laughs> oh yeah. My wife was looking at me like, wow, you really, really did this. I'm like, yeah, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot. Yeah. So yes, yeah, so you started with Greece and then kind of kept rolling with it. Yeah. And then just kept going. And um at a certain point I realized uh I didn't want to do this forever. Um mm -hmm. it's an amazing life, but it's super duper exhausting. And uh, you know, there's just no consistency. You're a gypsy, yeah. you never know where you're gonna be in six months, and you don't sleep enough and you, you know, drink too much, and it's just a, a wild ride. Um, so it was very, very fun while it lasted, but um I, I definitely, you know, was ready to leave the industry when I did. Um, and at that point, I was already kind of so exhausted that I didn't want to start from the bottom and work my way up in a whole other industry, working at the front desk, being a secretary, all of these things. I was like, no, like, I just, I've already done all of this, you know, I've put in so much work. So uh, I decided to go down the entrepreneurial path. And uh, yeah, now I've been a coach for about eight years. And it's fabulous. And I love it. And it very much feels like exactly what I'm supposed to be doing and still yeah, highly 100%. creative, just in a different way.
Absolutely. So I will, uh, I just, just because I don't think I, I've so few friends who have actually made it to Broadway. So I do want to ask a little bit more about that. Cause that's like super interesting to me just to look into the world a little bit. And we will definitely get to some of the coaching stuff. Um, you talked about kind of the demanding schedule. How do you, for somebody that's maybe looking to get into theater, how do you maintain your like physical and mental well-being during a show run? <laughs> that is a great question. Um, and that's also <laughs> one of the reasons that I got into coaching is because like, I really had to figure that out for myself. Um, it is such a crazy schedule, especially with the touring. You know, I was on tour for three years straight and oh I mean it's it's insane like you know some of the tours I was on were great and you do like you know two week sit downs in a cool super cool city and they put you up in nice accommodations and then I was also in bus and truck tours where it was like you'd have a two-week stint of one-nighters so you know they wake you up at five in the morning you're on the bus you drive all day on the bus you get to the theater at 3 p.m. Uh, you do a sound check, you wait around for a little while, show at seven, done by 9.30, they bust you back to a hotel, you go to bed and you wake up and you do it all over again. And it is crazy. And just night yeah. after night after night. That um, is so insane. Yeah. So like, you know, if you're going to uh, stay healthy and survive, you really have to become an expert in taking care of yourself and figuring out uh, how to sleep, how to rest, how to prioritize exercise, how to obtain food that isn't fast food, like all yeah. of these, all of these things become really, really challenging. Um but yeah, so through the course of that, I, I I did get very good at taking care of myself. I was vegan the whole time that I was on tour, which like everyone seems like they're plant-based now, but back then it was like a very eccentric thing to do. And, <laughs> you know, I'd like go into a restaurant and I'd be like, um, are there any vegan items on the menu? And they'd be like, uh, we have chicken salad. Like, oh, that's kind of where that was at that point in time. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot um, of salads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, I mean, it, it taking care of yourself looks different every single day. Um, but the thing that's consistent amidst all of that is just cultivating an awareness of taking care of yourself. Because if yeah. you don't go out of your way, you will just eat fast food every single day. You know, every single meal will be Subway. You will get four hours of sleep. You will drink way, way, way too much. And you will absolutely wreck your body. Yeah, the it seems like the, the hard work and party lifestyle definitely uh, takes a toll after a while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Especially uh, putting out that much energy every single day is, is uh, I mean, it makes, you know, it's why I've heard that, you know, Broadway actors and, you know, big time uh, uh, musical acts and all that, it's kind of like being a professional athlete because you're, you know, mm -hmm. sweating a ton during the show, you're doing your whole thing, and then you got to do it again night after night after night, and sometimes two times. Uh, and that's yeah. just a lot <laughs> yeah it definitely is a lot um and yeah and I feel like I was I was like pretty good at it you know I feel like I was like pretty good at taking care of myself but like looking back at that in retrospect like I also ate horribly and drank too much and didn't sleep enough and all of the things you know so it's like it's it's just yeah it's it's wild 
it's nice that you can do that when you're younger though because it's like you you know i just hit 34 and i'm like for the first time in my life i'm like oh crap i weigh too much i need to like work on this <laughs> <laughs> so being able to to have the fun when you when your body can handle it a little bit more when you're younger is uh it's the time to do it i feel like <laughs> definitely definitely yeah. <laughs> but i think i always kind of knew that in the back of my head i was like this is just for now yeah yeah <laughs> I mean, that's, a, that's kind of amazing that people that like, you know, are in it for their whole lives and are, you know, in their 60s and 70s doing shows and touring and stuff. It's, it's like a whole different, you gotta, you gotta really, really, really want to do it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Absolutely. What, uh, what's like a particularly memorable or challenging moment on stage that you can remember from the time? Even because uh, you were in a couple different shows, right? Yeah. Okay. So the one that comes to mind, this is, this is a crazy thing that happened. So I was uh, doing, this was off Broadway. I was doing a musical parody of 50 shades of gray. Um, and I was like deeply involved with that show. I started sort of at the beginning, I was doing workshops and then I got picked up for off Broadway and funded and blah, blah, blah. Um, and so I, you know, it was like a long road with the show and I knew the show very well. I was also dance captain, which um, people don't know what that is. It's sort of like a, a pseudo uh, directorial kind of role, stage manager type of thing, but only for the musical numbers. So you just kind of mm. maintain the integrity of the musical numbers and make sure that, you know, everyone's hitting their marks and whatnot. Um, and so you know, I, I probably of all the cast members, I knew the show better than anyone else. But so I played this character called the inner goddess. And I like, you know, wore like a sparkle bra and like strutted around stage. And I was supposed to be like the embodiment of the main character and like her sort of most like self-actualized self. Um, and, and then I also understudied some roles in addition to the dance captaining and all a lot that. of work in Yes, definitely. Um, and so we actually, this is crazy. We had three show days on Saturdays. We had a two o'clock, a five o'clock and an eight o'clock. So it was just oh like, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Very exhausting. Um, but so we were in this kind of transitional period in the show where a lot of people had just left. So we were putting a lot of new people in and there was just a lot of crossover and we lost a lot of people all at once. So um, there was a bit of chaos and, and I was like working really long days at that point. I was at the theater all day and then performing at night and then these three show Saturdays. Um, so we do the two o'clock performance and then uh, this woman who played this like super duper frumpy character who's part of like this book club that's reading Fifty Shades of Grey. Um, uh, you know, it's like a frumpy woman in her late 50s. Um, so she she gets sick and she's like, I have one more show in me. I can do the five o'clock or I can do the eight o'clock, but I, I am so sick and I absolutely, I can only do one show. And so the stage manager says like, well, you know, I think it's got to be the eight because that show is sold out. And like, you know, that's sort of the, the premium show, eight o'clock on a Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Um, Prime time. And yeah. And so 
people had already started to come into the theater. We had just finished the two o'clock show, but like the audience was already outside and they're in the lobby getting drinks. And, you know, there are like bachelorette parties, of course. <laughs> yeah, of course. Fifty Shades musical parody. I bet those were wild um, audiences. <laughs> they really were. They really were. <laughs> um, but yeah, so anyway, so, you know, everyone's like, oh no, well, I guess we have to cancel the show I guess that's it um and you know like people are frantically calling the producers what do we do and then the stage manager sort of pulls me aside and he says can you go on for Pam and there I am in like my sparkle bra and I'm like uh no I don't I don't understudy that part I can't do that and he's like but could you do it anyway and I don't know why I'm a, you know, was a terrible people pleaser, still am a little bit, but I said yes. And so I had like 30 minutes to go on for a role that I did not understudy, had never done before. They threw me in someone else's costume, in someone else's wig. And 30 minutes later, I was literally on stage doing a part that wasn't my part. And they, you know, Did had you, someone else go on for the Indergonis. I knew you knew the, the show, but like, because that sounds like every theater nightmare I've ever had. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm like, I'm like, no part. Yeah. I, I was like making up harmonies on the spot. <laughs> like, Did I you was know the lines, like, though? Well, so the thing was, I'd heard the show so many times where, like, yeah, obviously yeah. I knew every single line in the show, but I'd never, like, played her part and said those words aloud so like you know a line would happen and then there'd be like a two second pause and I'd be like (laughs) oh yeah that's Pam's line and so then I would say her line and it was just like it was so crazy and just like such a huge reversal too so I was like putting these like mom gyms with like this big wig and um yeah it was absolutely wild um it was so intense uh, but I did it and nothing went terribly wrong. I certainly missed a couple harmonies. Uh, you know, some lines were stilted, I'm sure, but it happened and I did. But it, it. worked. It, went, you, yeah, I stumbled through. Yeah, it worked. And then I went back on for the inner goddess that night. And then uh, wow. the cast took me out and we all got tequila shots. And I said, oh my God, this is a crazy career. I need to leave. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that uh, that is that is probably the wildest thing that can potentially happen in a show is going on for a part that you only kind of know at the professional level. <laughs> yeah, with literally zero preparation. Yeah, Just zero. Figuring zero. it out as you're doing it. Oh so my crazy. god! And and I mean, it's fun. I mean, it's funny you said the kind of harmonies were off. But like, I feel like that would be the least of what people would like see. But like, you know. Anybody, I guess, like, okay, this is this sounding a little bit different, but we're, we're rolling with it. <laughs> but you got through yeah. it, which is the main thing. <laughs> got through it. Got through it. It all worked out. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me about the transition to coaching and uh, accountability and stuff. What, what kind of drew you to that? Yeah. So, I mean, it was kind of built off of my personal experiences because it was just such a crazy life that, uh, you know, all of that stuff was what kept me sane. And when I say all that stuff, I mean, you know, just all the things that kind of make you a well-balanced person, um, just taking care of yourself, exercise, sleep, eating well, um, you know, following through on your personal goals, because that's the whole thing with theater is like it, it, you know, it's a very 
easy life to get super enmeshed within and you just start to crowd out everything that's not theater. Um, yeah. And so sort of finding balance, being able to, you know, really stay accountable to your entire self, not just like this one little part of you. Um, so yeah, so I got really interested in like, you know, what does it take to create that, to maintain that? How do you build good habits? How do you follow through on those good habits? Yeah. And um, yeah, so I just uh, sort of built it from the ground up. Um, and yeah, I can't believe it's been, I guess it's almost nine years now. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been really great and it's super fulfilling. Um, I really, I loved performing. I loved theater, but it just felt like so much suffering was involved in it. You know, mm. like your, your body hurts. Um, you know, and like I said before, you just don't have, a lot of bandwidth for other goals that you have. And, well, especially um, if you're touring, I feel like that. I mean, that's not only is it like all of your time, but then like that that's literally your life because you're traveling around. It's like, you know, kind of like a circus. Cause I, I assumed that it was yeah. funny. I assumed that it was like at one spot uh, for the show, but no, it makes sense that you're touring around your, you know, you're going city to city. It's, it's an insane schedule. Like that's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's definitely a lot. And yeah, I yeah. just, I had no consistency. I was not in serious relationships. I yeah. didn't have consistent friends. I never lived in one apartment. And, um, you know, like those, those were other goals I had too. And they just constantly got crowded out by all of that. Um, yeah. so yeah. So, and then this, were you this making feels... like a decent living with it or was it, you know, kind of scraping by on bills as well? Um, I mean, I was like, I wasn't able to put anything away, really. Yeah. So um, by by the standards of the time, I felt I, mo I probably just because I was like, yay, I'm like, living life, I'm doing it by myself. But um, like, you know, it, it felt like enough, but it wasn't I, I mean, I between contracts, like I always had five jobs, you know? Yeah. That makes That's sense. like another reason I got into coaching is like between contracts, I would do like, you know, I, I was like the assistant to a dating coach for a while and all, all sorts yeah. of just like weird little side hustles. So yeah, I was always kind of hand to mouth, um, which was fine at the time I was in my early twenties. It was like, you know, I was happy to hustle, but I, I never stopped hustling. Yeah. Tell me the, uh, where's the, the origin of the name health on the rocks. Cause I think it's a great name. Thank you. Yeah. So I, I sort of liked uh, the double entendre of like, like, you know, it's on the rocks, but also like, maybe it's on a cocktail, you know, so it's sort of <laughs> yeah. like, both things at once. Um, but yeah, and, you know, when I, when I think of the word health, I think of uh, health in kind of all of the ways. So it's like your physical health, it's your mental health, but also, you know, it's your financial health and it's the health mm. of your business and it's the health of your relationships. And so, okay. so it's like um, a really sort of rounded full life thing. Yeah. I mean, coaching, coaching, the mechanism is the same, but it's applicable to kind of everything. It all just comes down to like creating awareness and good habits and just getting you from point A to point B. Um, but yeah, I kind of like the fact that sort of like, it takes it from on the rocks to on the rocks. <laughs> it's yeah, it's, it's with spirit fingers. It's with the show hands. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. You get it. Yeah. <laughs> 
what are the uh, the kind of foundational things that you start people out with or that you kind of mastered within yourself to uh, to get this started in terms of the different I mean are there like pillars of it or is it kind of uh, customized to the to the specific person that you're coaching yeah so it's very different for every person um, it all kind of comes down to what's going to give you the most bang for your buck I mean I think like the consistent theme is sort of looking at yourself holistically um, which we actually tend to be very bad at doing here in America you know we tend yeah. to get um you know, really fixated on one thing in our lives. For a lot of people, that's work. I work with a lot of people who are dealing with burnout um, and just have really pushed all of their personal goals by the wayside, um, but focusing on just finding more balance and prioritizing the things that are going to make you more fulfilled, happier, um, and just give you like a, a fuller, richer life. Yeah. What are some accountability tips that you that like are your favorite that you like to tell people that are just starting out with like trying to get more into the rhythm of it? Mm, I think the biggest thing is that um, when people are creating habits, uh, people tend to get very fixated on motivation. They're like, oh, well, mm. if I just have enough motivation, then I can do all of these things. And then somehow the motivation never seems to be there when they need it. <laughs> or it's there for two weeks and then it just, you know, goes somewhere after yeah. two weeks. And so motivation is actually super duper unreliable. It's kind of correct. This, uh, wishy-washy friend comes it's kind of like a theater career it's there sometimes it's not other times hey exactly exactly so yeah so I think um you know if you really are trying to create better habits uh you know not relying on motivation is a very good thing so setting yeah. up this kind of external accountability structure for you where it's not just up to your will, you know, to hit the alarm clock and get up and meditate and work out and call an old friend and do all these things, work on your yeah. business, but, you know, actually having things that uh, ensure you're going to do it. So, you know, if, if you're trying to work out in the mornings, get a personal trainer that you pay, who's going to be there waiting for you. So you have to get your butt out of bed. So yeah. taking the motivation piece out of it as much as you can, is a really good place to start. No, I think that's a great point of like, you need something external. Again, I, one of my favorite quotes is like, uh, discipline is what takes over when motivation leaves. Um, mm -hmm. Because discipline is actually what gets stuff done. Motivation is great to have on a day, but like it's not, it's not always there. Um, but no, so I, I like that, you know, bringing in external systems to help you when the stuff is hard. Because even I'm one of the most motivated people that I know in my life and I mm -hmm. have off days too. So like having, you know. Oh my God, coaches, you must be human. I know. How dare I? <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, even just like, you know, a schedule and um, mm -hmm. what are the biggest places that you see people needing help with like that? So obviously fitness is a big one. Uh, what are some yeah. other ones? Yeah, fitness is really big. Um, nearly everyone will benefit from working out in a lot of ways, not just in yeah. their physical health, but also just in terms of their performance at work and their ability to kind of show up better and their relationships be more emotionally regulated. So, you know, a lot of people I work with, you know, fitness is a big part of it. Um, you know, work habits too, just instilling mm. those right habits. Um, 
you know, making sure you're kind of doing your hardest work first, that you have structure in your day. I work with a lot of entrepreneurs and small business owners um, who just sort of have these wishy-washy schedules. And it's very helpful to actually, you know, put structure into that. Um, And, and yeah, just coming up with little habits throughout your day. Um, You know, a lot of people want to start eating better. We'll talk about that. Um, Sleep, of course, is very, very important. Um, And also to just kind of making strategic decisions as things pop up in life. Um, Yeah, it's, it's, it's so different for every person. Um, And, you know, it's all, it's all very goal oriented. Um, So the goal is different with every person, Mm. but it's finding a goal, clarifying that goal, and then creating the systems and the habits that get you from, again, point A to point B. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Uh, It brings up kind of an idea for me with on the, you know, being, being a business owner and stuff of like the marketing side of things. How did you get the business up and running and like what's been working for you to kind of get clients with it? Hmm. Well, luckily now I'm at a place where I actually don't do a ton of marketing. Um, You know, the business is kind of self-sustaining. So it's a lot of referrals. Um, Also to the way I work, I don't have any sort of like coaching packages or minimum time commitments. I just tell people like this goes month to month. I'm on retainer. Stay as long as it's helpful. And when it stops being helpful, like, great, we've reached the goal and we've done the job, you know, depending on the goal, it's going to take a totally different amount of time. So if someone's starting a business from the ground up, I can't say like, okay, you will have a business that will be perfect and humming along <laughs> in six weeks. That's insane. But you know, another Shit, even six months. Take- <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, I, I, at this point I have some people who I've been working with for like six years. That's um, amazing. Yeah, it is super yeah. cool. I mean, like, and it, it's amazing too. Cause like, I know them. <laughs> so well like oh, yeah. I can be such a good accountability coach to them because I know all of their things I know all their their little rackets that they play so yeah it's uh Which is probably it, why it's, you've been on fun. for so long is because you've you've learned the people and you learn what works and uh it's just it's great that you're you know able to stay with them long term because that's uh that's a hard thing to do like even I used to have kind of a subscription program for video and like the general turnaround was about six months. Um, so, which is, you know, solid, but like, man, if you're, yeah. it shows that you're effective with what you do if people are with you for years on end. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, I think making progress gets really addictive, you know? So it's like you conquer yeah. one goal and then you're like, Ooh, what else is out there? What else can I do? Yeah, absolutely. No. And it's fun for you. And it's, you know, you're finding a balance, especially with being a, a newer mom and uh, congratulations, you. by the way. That's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Has it affected your your schedule at all with uh, with the coaching stuff? Nope, not at all. Everything is exactly the same. Nothing changed. Just <laughs> <laughs> no, being a mom. I was like, I know she's everything. lying. <laughs> <laughs> Has your son sort of walking yet or no? No, one-year-old, maybe a little early for that. Yeah? He's very close. He's very close. Very close, walking. yeah. Not there yet, but we're getting there. Yeah, so I'm <laughs> I'm very excited and also a little terrified. <laughs> it, uh, listen, it gets, it's, it's fun because you get to like, do more stuff with them but it's also they're not just oh i put you down here and you stay there yep yeah <laughs> <laughs> or you're moving very slowly so i can still watch you yeah exactly <laughs> minor at the uh the tree climbing stage so 
that's oh we have a good tree around so they've they're they're confident with it i i don't yell at them but it's like as long as you're being safe you're okay yeah good well you know the kids that are most afraid of heights aren't the ones who uh never climbed a tree they're the ones who have fallen out of trees and survived so yeah (laughs) fair enough (laughs) they're being careful and i'm happy with it that's uh i guess it's hard because we're in the mountains so there's trees everywhere so it's like Listen, I I climbed it for a of trees as a kid, and I get it, and I it's fun, and uh, just be safe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where are you again? I'm in uh, Evergreen, Colorado. Yeah, man. Where are you now? That sounds beautiful. I'm I'm right outside the city. I'm in a, a little town called Beacon. Nice. Out of New York. Yeah, yeah. Sweet. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you. It's funny too because you you texted me this morning, and it was like. Uh, I was up at five this morning and I was about to text back like, oh, early riser. And then I was like, wait, 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 she's in New York. It's not that early there. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, don't give me too much credit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I hope I didn't awesome. wake you up. No, no. I'm I uh that's one of the things with the motivation stuff is is uh getting up early, I've generally found to make me feel better and more productive through the day, actually. It's I feel better mm-hmm. getting up at five than I do it, you know, at seven or eight. Awesome. Good for you. That's Once great. you work through like the first, you know, bit of the first week sucks and yeah. then your body gets used to it. And the problem is I can't sleep in anymore. Uh, yeah. I'm like a week <laughs> Outside of your, uh, your career and everything, what's kind of, what's a hobby that like lets you forget about it all and kind of get into your, get into your own world. Hmm. Um, big hiker, love hiking. Um, it's become a little more logistically complicated with an 11 month old, but you know, most of the time just throw them on the pack and go for it. Uh, do a lot of yoga. I love yoga and a nice. uh, big reader. I really like, I like reading. Um, yeah. Both, both not a bad thing. Nonfiction. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, try to spend very little time on other people's social media. I spend a lot of time working on my social media, but I uh, don't spend a ton of time scrolling these days. Um, So I like to replace all that time with like actual reading, which has been amazing. Yeah, absolutely. What's been a a favorite book recently? So I'm reading this book right now that's actually very good. I'm very into it. I just finished Brave New World, which I'd never read before. Mm. um, And that was good, still holds up. But uh, what's it called? Um, it's, uh, about this woman who's writing like an authorized autobiography of this Hollywood star and it's fiction. I, I don't think it's like great fiction, but I'm, I'm loving it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Awesome. That's super fun. Reading, reading definitely. Uh, I, I love, I, it's funny reading to the generally like out loud or even like eyes wise on a book, it, uh, puts me to sleep, but audiobooks are great. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I love I love a good audiobook. Like Although, I will literally start yawning when I'm reading with the kids. It's interesting. Like, really? imme- immediately. <laughs> the sign of a man who wakes up at 5 a.m. Right, yeah, exactly, exactly. You can talk a big game about getting up at 5 a.m., but then when you crash at nine, it uh yeah. <laughs> it it works. It gets you in an earlier cycle. <laughs> yeah. Nothing wrong with going to bed at nine. Hey, listen, I'm I'm a big fan of it. <laughs> So uh, lastly, let me kind of roll out the red carpet for you. Uh, let everybody know what's going on in your life and uh, what you're excited oh about. 
Um, what I'm excited about, well, I mean, you know, being with my son right now is super exciting. He's in a very 100%. fun developmental age. Um, he's developing a whole personality, which is a double-edged sword, but mostly just a ton of fun. Um, very excited about that. Headed to Peru in two weeks, which will be super wow. fun. Yeah. Well, family vacay in Peru. Where at? Um, uh, Colca Canyon, Lake Titicaca, and uh, Cusco. Yeah, so all, all the all the classics. All the spots, yeah. That's awesome. Um, yeah. I went to, uh, uh, a couple years ago, I went to the Amazon rainforest for a documentary shoot, and oh. uh, Peru is, was a wild experience. Yeah, it's an amazing place. It's a magical yeah. place. How many, have you been there before? I have, yeah. Ah. Yeah can't stay away <laughs> <laughs> how many times have you been there this is just the second time just the once, okay, yeah, there, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> and i hope it's not the last i hope we keep no, going no. back for over and over again no you got a favorite spot for me it's uh ireland mm, i've was, been there too i love ireland yeah. surprisingly like, like good going food home. yeah yeah because they're like not known for that food. no Every time I've had Irish food in the U.S., it's been like, Ugh. but yeah, it was super fresh, really light and healthy. I was not expecting that at all. Tons of seafood. I mean, yeah. I was on the coast, so makes sense. <laughs> all good. Yeah. Use the uh, use what's around. Well, awesome. Yeah. I uh, thank you so much for for doing this and giving us a little uh, insight into both the crazy theater world and the fun coaching world. And uh, I just appreciate your time. Yeah. Uh, thanks for having me this was awesome absolutely well it was good to reconnect and uh for everybody listening and watching uh i will see you next time